Hello and welcome to the first episode of Two Guys One Cup, the fantasy football podcast. If you're after unreliable, biased, fantasy football insight, then you're in the right place. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> oh, that's a great news. Great news. Thanks for tuning in guys, I'm Shez and alongside me I have Sham, we're huge football fans, we've been wanting to do this for a while, uh, before we get into a bit of business, uh, Sham why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Hi guys, so I'm Sham, uh, I'm a massive West Ham fan, um, been following them pretty much all my life for my sins, poor you, uh, poor me yeah, um, and um, really into FPL and uh, fantasy football. Um, been doing it for a number of years now. Um, thought, Still awful. But. <laughs> well, not according to our uh, final overall rank for the last two seasons. Got lucky. But. Um, so, uh, yeah, I said to shows that I think we should start a podcast. Um, I got some inspiration from a few of you guys. Um, I'm in the FPL community on Twitter. Um, fo- follow quite a, quite a few people. Um and yeah, listening to podcasts like FML, FPL, uh, probably my favourite podcast, the banter that Alon and Walsh have is really good. Uh, the data and the statistics for who got the assist that, the, that they give is fantastic. Uh, and also Planet FPL, I uh, really like them as well. Um, so yeah, uh, looking forward to starting a new pod with Shez. I'm Shez, I'm a big United fan. Sham, we've probably lost half our listeners now. <laughs> But hey ho, um, and yeah. So you know that's enough about us. Uh, let's get down to some business. What's on the agenda for today? So we've got uh, Mo Salah, uh, the early wild card, formations and premium defenders, and summer signings. Okay, so to kick things off, Salah or no Salah, Sham. Let me have it. Is uh, do you have him in your team? Of course I do. Of course I do. It's definitely a Mo Salah for me. Definitely a Mo Salah. See, I, I'm not convinced. I think price rise, you know, his value 13 million. It's a bit too much to uh, possibly justify his inclusion unless he has a season like last year. And I'm not convinced he will. Yeah, do you know what the thing is, though? Um, I'm not convinced that he will either. But the issue you've got is if you don't have him and he fires, you're fucked. And that's, that's the main thing. Um, and I think a lot of shrewd FPL players will purely be having him in just because of his ownership. It's almost 50%. And you think the fact that most of them will be captain him, your effective ownership is 100%. So that is the main reason. And I think a lot of reasons why, why um, people have got him in. No, you are right. You know, the effective ownership is really high. It's, you know, it's about 48% when I last checked. Um, and so you are running the risk that if you don't have him and he does start firing, that you know you immediately fall behind thousands of people. Um, my thinking, however, is you know you could potentially have someone like Mane, who is three and a half million cheaper, and you could use the three and a half million to strengthen the rest of your team. So, you know, it it is a judgment call. Um, I think what complicates things slightly at the start of the season is the you know that we've had the World Cup and so a lot of the big name players, your KDBs, your Hazards, won't necessarily be playing in game week one or two. Um, so you know because of that, I think a few more people who weren't too sure about Salah may be putting him in. Um, at the moment, I'm still sat on the fence. Um, I'm thinking that you know if Salah's going to perform well then someone like Mane or Firmino will get the assist. But we also need to remember that Liverpool have made some shrewd signings this summer. You know, they've really strengthened their midfield with Fabiano and Keita. Um, and so, you know, they could provide ammunition for Salah. Um, well, do you know what, though? So, I, you know, I played around, I played with a couple of teams with Salah and without Salah. And it's, you know, obviously three and a half mil does get you a lot more. But if you, if you do... The right formations, and we'll talk about this when we go into the formations bit. If you set your team up right, you can still be strong with him in. And that was the thing for me is, what did it look like? And I think without, you know, if you don't have Salah, you probably got a much stronger bench. 
Um, but it depends on your tactics, what you're planning on doing. You know, are you doing an early wild card? And that's why we put early wild card as one of the sections. Are, are, we, are you doing that? And if you are, you can set your team up for those first five weeks, six weeks that's with Salah. And, you know, picking the team players that you want and the teams that you think will do well based on, you know, the fixtures and stuff. Um, and I think you can get it. The, the problem, the biggest problem is you don't put Salah in and he fires, you fall well behind. And, you know, I, I read some stuff on Twitter and, you know, there's loads of data on Twitter people put up within on the FPL community. And one of the things was they took the rank of, you know, people starting at the beginning and if you fall down into your millions at the beginning of a season your rank is significantly worse off towards the end of the season because you've had a bad start because if you start off well and it's not about differentiating at the beginning you want to just go with the pack at the beginning and I think that's the main thing with me I want to stay within the pack and then towards the end of the season when we use the bench boost and use the free hit and all of that that's when you can start um, accelerating that's a fair point, uh, but I think the, the issue is we've never had a f- midfielder priced at 13 million, so you are ultimately sacrificing somewhere else. Um, now, I don't know what you've done with your bench, but you must have made sacrifices somewhere, and if it's on your bench, you know, I'd be a little bit wary just because we don't know who's going to be starting game week one. You know, there are so many question marks, you know. Um, Defenders-wise, though, this season, there's some decent 4.5s. You know, so Tompkins, for example. Tompkins is great great value at 4.5. You've got a couple of the West Ham defenders, 4.5. Shaw is 5 million. Yeah, so you've got... And 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 Mourinho said that he's going to be playing Shaw. So, you you know, you've got Shaw at 5 million. You've got Bailly at 5.5. You've got, you know, players that aren't 6 million, 6.5 million defenders that you could make up with the bench if you want you know like if you have your you got uh, another one great one I don't know if you've seen it shows um, Wan-Bissaka from Crystal Palace has been playing I think it's left back he's been starting the last three games and he's four million yeah yeah. you got Wolves um, there's a guy called Bennett he's a centre back he's been playing as well obviously we don't know if they're definitely going to start but you've got a couple of 4.0 defenders um, but then the risk yeah. you're running is if you're having those and your bench isn't strong enough and you've got players that may or may not be playing, then you know, you, you've got to have 11 starters in your first few game weeks. Yeah, of course. Um, um, my concern is with Salah, you know, you are making sacrifices and, you know, I've always believed in having, you know, there, there was always a few core players everyone has every season and I think when it comes to the end of the season, everyone has sort of the same four or five players who've been firing but up until then, no one really knows. You know, you have your consistent players. You have your KDBs, your Hazards, um, Aguero. I mean, I know last season he was, you know, sort of sharing the forward position with Jesus. But before that, you know, he was a must-have in your team. But otherwise, it's difficult to predict. No one knows what sort of a season Salah's going to have. But what exactly is Salah going to give... Uh, what is not having Salah going to give you in terms of across the board? You know, for example, I can have Salah and Arnie. Yeah, and Arnautovic is on fire at the moment, yeah? All right, fine, he's a West Ham player. West Ham don't have a great start. But I personally think that Arnautovic is fixture-proof at the moment, right? So you've got Salah, you've got, and you can have Arnie for 20 million. And then, you, or if you don't have Salah, you've got Aguero and, what, Mares, or Yeah, so that roughly equals out the same. So do you want Aguero and Mares or someone that's 9 million, or... Or do you want Salah and Arnie? I, I would rather have Salah and Arnie. I'm not sure. I mean, if is going to have a season like he used to have and he starts firing straight away, I mean, I know they've got a difficult fixture away against Arsenal. Um, but, I, you know, I I think I would go with Aguero and Mahrez. I mean, I think yeah. Mahrez... Well, I've got Aguero as well. But okay. I'm just saying, give an example. Well, then you definitely sacrifice somewhere else to have Aguero and Salah. <laughs> well, There's no way, you know. Yeah, we'll go you, for our you, teams have later. You got, have you gone for a 4.0 keeper or something? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no. yeah, it must have been a sacrifice somewhere. Um, I mean, I think you raise a fair point. With the effective ownership being so high, I probably will end up putting Salah in. So I've convinced you then. Well, you've been badgering on about him <laughs> for the last few weeks. Um and so, you know, I probably will have him in, but ultimately I will have to make a sacrifice. I suppose the, the thing is, if you do put him in, he's easy to downgrade. You know, you can yeah. switch him up for a KDB or a Hazard and free up some funds to strengthen elsewhere. 
Um, and you know, Liverpool have got an easy game week one fixture. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Do you know what they'll give. They batten us every single time at Anfield. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think we'll get a goal at least. I think yeah. we'll get at least a goal. Uh, honestly, this season. I think we're, you know, the signings we made. I think we'll do really well. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the signings they've made, they've strengthened their weaknesses essentially. And for me, Liverpool yeah. are the team to challenge City. You know, as much as it pains me to say so, you know, their weakness was a keeper. They've signed a keeper who keeps Edison out of the Brazil starting yeah. lineup. Um, you know, Van Dijk's going to have his second season there. He's only going to get better. They've added Steele into mid- their midfield. Um, you know they are the team to challenge City um, you know they do score a lot of goals so you definitely need to have Liverpool coverage I mean I would say you've got to have So why did you even say from the beginning you didn't want Salah then? Well I always, I thought that you could have Mane instead you know he's three and a half million cheaper you know he performs well okay yes Salah shown, you know, stole the limelight last season but I think you know I saw I went out to Russia as you know for the World Cup and I saw um Mane play and you know he looked a lot better than Salah did I, I know Salah was probably carrying an injury during the World Cup and he's probably freshened up but you know three and a half million that's a lot of money um, but you know I, I think the one tip I would say is that you've got to have Liverpool coverage you know their players have had a rest um, you know I'm certainly going to have Robertson in my team you know he is a premium defender but um, yeah I've got Robertson at the moment I've got Robertson and Salah yeah I mean I've I've got Robson, Salah and Firmino um, just because I think you've got to have as many Liverpool players as you can you know a lot of the players are fresh from the World Cup I know Hedison's you know one of the sort of last ones to come back but aside from that um, you know they've got a pretty fresh team they're going to be challenging so I think they'll you know hit the ground running um, so yeah I've definitely gone for three Liverpool players and you know unfortunately you've convinced me to put Salah in uh, but you know if he doesn't <laughs> so fight, what if he bangs what do I get as a reward? Well, I mean, I'll tell you, if he doesn't fire, if he doesn't get me a hat-trick in game week one, he's out of my team straight away. So. <laughs> no, he's he's going to be there for at least till wildcard for me. And yeah. then I think that will give you an idea. The first four or five weeks, um, I think that will give you an idea. Yeah, um, let, let, let's talk about to... this wildcard, just because, you know, we've both been talking about the World Cup and, you know, the impact it's going to have on the start of the league. You know, some teams are going to be, you know, severely depleted, you know, Harry Kane, Deli Alley, the Tottenham back line, you know, coming back pretty late, you know. Are they going to start game week one? Probably looks unlikely. They'll probably be back for game week two. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainty in the first few game weeks. So, you know, I've typically held on to my wild card. I know I think I used it around game week six last season. Um, that was just because I sort of I messed up and I, and I wouldn't ordinarily use it so early on. But I think this season, I think we'll see a lot of teams using that wild card really early on. Early yeah, on. I, I think there's a massive argument to it. Um, I know a lot of hardcore FPL players are kind of like, oh, you know, you can't plan for the wild card and, and stuff like that. But I think this year is different because of the World Cup. You know, like you said, a lot of the players, you know, the, the last four teams especially, I don't think we're going to see them until game week three. Yeah, I don't think it's just going to be, you know, game week one. I think it, they won't come back till game week three or four. Um, and well, I mean, know, I know, I know, Mourinho's given some of the World Cup stars sort of three weeks off. So your Lukaku's, Lingard's, Rashford's, they certainly won't be in, you know, in starting lineup for game week one. Uh, they would have just come back into training. Um, They'll need a week to train. And they'll need a week to train and get their fitness back, but it all depends on the results. You know, if United don't get a positive result against Leicester, then I'm pretty sure you know Mourinho is going to speed up Lukaku's uh, fitness to get him back in for game <laughs> week two. You know, I mean, at the moment we have to be honest. You know, Mourinho's not a big fan of Martial, and he's been playing him up top pre-season, and unfortunately for one reason or another, it's just not working out. He needs to be playing on the left wing where Sanchez is. I think that's the other thing as well, you know, looking on the flip side of the early wild card, is you're able to choose players like Martial, you know, 7.5 million, so he's currently in my team, right? 7.5 million, test him out for a few weeks until your Lingards, your Lukaku's come back, have a bit of a punt and a gamble with with him in it, and then 
have your wild card at game week. You know, I'm thinking at the moment. I'm thinking end of the um, in- international break, which is at the, which is game week four. So after game week four, so they start game week five with a new team. Let's see how they go how they go for the first four weeks, and then you can bring back in your players like KDB, like the Canes, like the Lingard or Lukaku, yeah, etc. That's a fair shout. I mean, I think you can definitely gamble to an extent, but I don't know if it will necessarily be game week three or four till we see some of the big hitters. You know, I if Martial doesn't fire in game week one, I can't see him starting game week two. You know, Mourinho will put a eighty percent fit Lukaku instead of a hundred percent fit Martial. Just because he just doesn't trust Martial to do the business, and he knows he can't afford to give teams like City and Liverpool a lead early on. Yes, you know City were relentless last season, and granted they may not have a season like that again. Other teams have strengthened. So, which other teams do you think? What's your thoughts on an early wild card? Then, what other teams? Uh, No, I, I I agree. I think you do need to consider using a wild card pretty early on but I think it does involve a bit of planning I mean I mean I think someone like Martial I think is a bit of a risk because I think he'll start game week one but not necessarily game week two um, but, but if he bangs in game week one if he plays well if he plays well there's still no guarantee that I remember you know so I went to the West Ham Man U game yeah last, we went to that we that, was a, to that, that was a great game yeah, fucking 4-0 <laughs> we lost um, yeah so we went to Old Trafford for that game Martial came, I think he came on, didn't he, with like 10, 15 minutes to go? Yeah, he did. And, he's, and, he, and he banged, and he played really well. He was phenomenal, um, I mean, but he was playing in his preferred position, which is, you know, on the left of the front three, and that's where he's most effective. He's not an out-and-out number nine. Um, so I think someone like Martial's a risk, but then if you look at other teams, someone like Tottenham, so you've got Harry Kane and Deli Alli who have been at the World Cup, Son's going off to North Korea for some nuclear testing or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but that means someone like Lamella, who's fresh, hasn't been at the World Cup. Yeah, you know, I don't think Lamella. You know, he's 6.5. Really? Yeah. I didn't even six, see that. He's 6.5. You know, he's guaranteed a good four or five weeks. You know, on the assumption that Tottenham don't sign anyone else, Portuccino sticks to that same formation, roughly, where he plays sort of that front three behind Harry Kane. You'd expect to be Ericsson, Deli Ali, and he tends to uh, alternate between Son and Lamella. That gives yeah. Lamella a free run, and at six point yeah. five, oh, that's, that's a bargain. A yeah, um, definitely, that's a bargain. Lamella's a good player. He's a good I player. Like I think he's he's been hampered by injured, uh, injuries, and then Son. Is he fit at the moment? I believe so. I believe he's he's fine. So you know they haven't got the easiest of fixtures initially on you know they've got Newcastle away that's always a tough one especially without Harry Kane and Deli Ali if they're not starting but you know Ericsson's there so I think there's definitely players like that who are likely to have a longer run in the team yeah. rather than someone like Martial who's going for what is he 9? 9.5? No Martial 7.5 oh, some, okay that's good value then and it's good value because he'll probably be paying up top but it's just you know. So, what other teams do you think um, like favour the early wildcard? I think you know. I I really like Everton. I like the look of Everton. I do. Um, I think, but you know, I'm thinking if I put some punts in for the like for the first four or five weeks, where then I've got the option to wildcard. You know, ha- have the players like Salas, like. Um, Aguero or Nautovic, mm-hmm. players like that who are highly owned, but then putting a couple of punts in, like I was thinking, um, T- Tosin. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a good shout at seven million. Yeah, um, and and I don't know if he's fit yet, but I think Sigerson is going to thrive this season. I think he's going to do really, really well. It depends, obviously, if they and and you know another one that I'm keeping my eye on is Richarlison. Yeah, so uh, Richarlison did really well under Silver on mm-hmm. with. Um, when he was at Watford with the first part of the season and then I think I read somewhere the second half of the season he had one return in 17 yeah I remember that, that. Was, like, ridiculous I think, the, I think you're raising a good point there Everton are definitely a team to look at especially under Marco Silva you know I think he's so underrated as a manager I mean I remember following him when he was in uh, Portugal and he, you know I think I've always thought he has great potential 
the only issue with Everton is, I mean, I haven't seen enough of them pre-season, so I don't know. What they won sort of 22 nil, didn't they? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think you know, uh, you know, my nephews under 18 would have beaten that team, you know. So uh, that was a pop team that they played against. So I'm not sure you can draw too many conclusions from that. But I think Everton are definitely a team to look at. But I just don't know how they're going to be playing, you know, especially if they sign Richarlison. You know, is that going to impact Sigurdsson's game time? I mean, I still expect Sigurdsson to probably play in that hole behind the striker. Well, this is what I was thinking. Richarlison, I think, will affect Theo's. Well, um, it depends, because he might put Theo on one wing and Richarlison on the other with Sigurdsson behind the striker. It depends how, you know, attacking he wants to go. Um, but they've definitely made some good signings, and they've got a great manager. But, you know, game week one, they're up against, you know, pretty much the uh, Portuguese national squad minus Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> in Wolves. <laughs> you know. What, what do you think of Wolves? What, what's your thoughts on Wolves? Well, I mean, you know, they're making some great signings. You know, Rui Patricio is a great keeper. Um, and yeah, I'm... Is he, is he worth having in the team? I think he's great. Well, I mean, you know, he can't single-handedly keep everything out. You know, when he plays for Portugal, he's got... Okay, he's got Pepe, but... He, in front of him and Rui Fon- uh, Jose Fonte but at 4.5 he's good value and if Wolves are going to keep some clean sheets then you know he's definitely going to have some work to do um, it's interesting because there's rumours that they might be signing Moutinho um, Jelson Fernandez has been linked with them Andre Silva Probably yeah, is uh, basically the whole point well yeah I mean I'm surprised they didn't make an offer in for Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> you know? I'm sure they would have liked to match uh, Juve's offer um, so is it because of this stuff? What's going on with um, sport in Lisbon? Yeah, so they had uh, they've had a few issues where supposedly supporters uh, them, yeah, it? well, no, they didn't qualify for the Champions League. So a group of supporters broke into their training ground and started beating up some of the players. <laughs> uh, so it's not ideal. Um, but you know, no one knows if they were actual genuine supporters. If they were like, Benfica fans, just causing uh, a bit of trouble. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. But either way, it's left a sour taste. Uh, in the mouth of some of the top players and you know there's rumours that now Sporting want to sue Patricio before leaving you know about you know Do they get their money then in terms of the transfer fee? Well there must have been a transfer fee I'm not sure I'm not sure I I, I read something about them terminating their contracts um, and I think there may be a legal case here but yeah so well yeah definitely Uh, but yeah I don't think that fixture is going to be particularly easy for Everton um I mean, I think I always tend to base my team around the top six. I tend to have a few players of every one. And then I select a few from some of the teams that have maybe come up or, you know, have got potential. So maybe from Everton, you know, your Richarlsons, you know, Brighton, your Knockout, your things like that. Um, But the thing is, there's so much uncertainty in the top six, you know. Chelsea have got a new manager, Sarri. No one knows who's coming or going. Is Courtois going to be there? Is Hazard going to be there? Is William going to be there? Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty with Chelsea. Is Fabregas going to be starting? You know, is he where is he going to be playing? Is Jorginho going to you know impacting his playing time? Arsenal as well. Do you think Fabregas will be playing more up, or do you think he'll? Well, the thing is with Sarri, he was quite an offensive manager with uh, you know an attack-minded manager with Napoli. Um, so it depends on you know if he decides to stick Fabregas in there with Jorginho and Kante and then play three on ahead of them but it's whether Fabregas is one of the three or playing just in front of them you've got Pedro if William goes Pedro at 6.5 yeah. he's a good shout well but the thing is you know, the money that's being touted for William you know, the room, 75 million well they, I think Barca supposedly made an offer of 60 but you know if they, they get that sort of money they'd definitely be looking to replace him yeah. but then again I mean I don't know if this is all true because apparently Barca have hijacked Roma's uh, move for Malcolm where, where was he? he was going to Everton or somewhere? Where was he supposed to be going? He was going to Roma. Oh, Roma. He was going to Roma and Barcelona. No, but before that, wasn't he going? I thought I heard rumours he was going to Everton. I think he's been linked with so many teams now. Um, so whether William stays or not, you know, I'm sure Hazard's the one they really want to hold on to. But, you know, he's expressed an open, uh, openly to a move to Real Madrid. So, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with Chelsea. Arsenal have a new manager, you know... Henrik Mkhitaryan looks like great value at seven million. Yeah, um, I just do you know what it is though, and this is another point for the early wild card. Arsenal have got, I think they've got Man City and then Chelsea, haven't they? They do. First two games, 
So do you want to spend the money on, like, you know, I was thinking, firstly, I, I had a Bamiyang for quite a while, then I swapped him for Aguero, cause I was thinking, and then I had Mickey as well, and then I took him out, and then I had Ramsey and I took him out, and I was just like, do I want what an Arsenal player for the first two games, or leave Arsenal for now, see how they get on for the first two games, see how they're set up, see how they're performing, and then with an early wild card, put them in. Because also, Kaselniak is 5 million. Yeah. Yeah, if he plays left back and Monreal goes, because I heard Monreal might be going as well. as well. If he's playing left back, or even left wing back, whatever, I don't know what style Arsenal we playing, he is good. He always yeah, gets in the yeah, box. He's, he's a um, very attack-minded left-back, isn't he? Yeah, well, this is the thing, but you just don't know for the first couple of games. And this is why I think even more for an early wildcard, you've got, these, you've got new managers, you know, you've got a new manager for Chelsea, new man manager for Arsenal. You, you, you know, I, I think I think that's a strong argument for an early wildcard. Because, you, you know, for Arsenal players, are you, are you going with any Arsenal players? See, I'm slightly torn, and I think you've raised a fair point. They do have difficult opening fixtures but you know City are not going to be at full strength you know Chelsea are going to have a lot of new players are they going to start firing so ordinarily yeah you'd say they're very two very difficult games but I would be surprised seeing Arsenal coming about four points away, four points away from that um, and have you seen those fixtures after game week two yeah very good you know they've yeah. got about six great fixtures yeah so you could do one transfer after game week two you know if you're planning on wildcarding in game week five so after after game week four uh, give it the international break you could bring in whoever's performing yeah. into the team whether it be Mickey or Ramsey or Bamiyang or whatever put them in for those two fixtures gives you an idea I just I don't feel comfortable starting it with them especially if you've got you know you, you can play someone else who's who's um playing much better like a Man City player I was thinking yeah I mean the thing is with Arsenal as well is I don't know how they're going to be starting I mean pre-season it looks like Lacazette's been playing up top with Aubameyang on the left wing which he used to play in Dortmund you know he has played that position so he is familiar with that but then that where does that leave Mkhitaryan you know if Ozil's going to be on the right you know does Mkhitaryan have a spot in that starting lineup? yeah that's good. So, you know, he's even worth 7 million if he's not playing. Well, that, that's the risk. I think Ozil was like 8.5 now or something, and he's dropped. That's, I think yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good shot, or 8 know, or something like that. He, I mean, I would expect him to start, but if he's firing, that's great value. Um, but, you know, you hear all these issues about, you know, him wanting to quit international football. And well, I, I'd be surprised if he plays international football after what he said the other day. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Did you see his statement? Yeah, I did. I did, you know. Uh, so yeah. it's uh, it's one of those things you don't know how his his mind's going to be at the start of the season. I I wouldn't expect that to distract him, but the reality is there's a lot of uncertainty with both Arsenal and Chelsea. So at the time being, I would probably stay away unless I know someone like Fabregas is going to be starting, who is at six point five. Yeah, you know he always gets a, a lot of assists, you know, and he chips in with a few goals as well. So he's good value. Aside from that, I'd be staying away. Like I said, the City boys, the United boys, and the Tottenham boys are going to be coming back pretty late. The only team out of the top six who should have, you know, be at full strength, aside from maybe Henderson, is Liverpool. Yeah. You know, so that's why yeah. I think you've got to have your quota of three Liverpool players, you know. Um, you know I don't but, know, I've got Robertson and Salah at the moment, and I'm thinking, I'm not thinking, I, I, I'm not sure who to do with my player. I, I don't want Firmino. Well, I, I mean, uh, Allison's good value as well, five and a half, you know. Yeah, that's the other thing is I'm not sure what to do with my keeper situation at the moment. I've got Edison. I did have Fabianski for a long time, then I changed it and put Edison in. Um, See, I think, I mean, City haven't got an easy opening fixture, as we mentioned. They've got Arsenal, and there's a lot of, you know, who's going to be starting at the back of them? Is it going to be Otamendi and Laporte? You know, how solid is that back line going to be? Um, you know they don't, they do concede goals, so you know I'm shying away from the city back line. Um, I'm focusing my attention um, on some premium defenders, and actually maybe this may be a good time to move on to sort of formations and premium yeah. defenders. Um, so I, you know, I've mentioned I have Robertson. You know, he does get a number of assists. He was great value last year. Unfortunately, they put up, hiked up his price to six million. But even so, I would still have it in my team. Um, your traditional big hitters, your Alonso and your Aspilicueta, like I've mentioned, 
risky. We don't know if Alonso is even going to be starting. But this is what I was thinking because he's he's. I don't think he's good enough for a left back. Yeah. Left wing back, yeah. Yeah. But not for a left back. I don't think. I don't think he um, is defensive enough for a left back. But then, who do they have as an alternative? That's the only thing they don't have a natural left back. Do they? Got Emerson. Got Emerson. Yeah. Whether he starts or not, that's well, I'll be interested to see. And also, you know, as for the you know. Where does he play? Is he going to be playing centre back, right back? Yeah. Um, you know, he always does really well. But the thing is, he's is it six, six and a half? Aspilicueta, yeah, six and a half. That's just too much of a risk for me. When you can get Robertson at six million, yeah, who you know is a guaranteed starter. So, how many premium defenders are you going for? So, I'm going for two at the moment. Uh, I, well, I say premium. I'm talking about premium coming from premium teams. I'm talking about top six. So, at the moment, I have Robertson and Shaw. Yeah, um, Shaw a little, is a little bit like Martial. I know Mourinho said he's going to give him a chance, but the reality is, if he is not exceptional, and I mean exceptional, if he's just good, he's going to be out of the team, right. just because Mourinho, just for one reason or another, doesn't seem to favour him. So you know, as soon as Ashley Young's back, then Shaw will be out. Yeah. So I, I, so I, I did have. So I had two premium defenders at the beginning. So I had Robertson and Baines and Van Arnholt. So I, I class premium as five and a half mil plus. Yeah, so I had... Yeah, I mean, I think if, you're, if we're talking price-wise, then premium is strictly probably six, six plus. Six plus, yeah. Six plus, uh, and that's your Robertsons, your Aspilicueta, Lonzo, Davis, Valencia, Trippier. Davies, Trippier... Um, actually, Trippier is quite an interesting one because he's six million, and his ownership is sort of twenty six percent, which yeah. is one of the highest. Do you know why? It's because of the World Cup. The World Cup. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people have got a little bit carried away, and uh, what people are forgetting is that Tottenham have got two right backs, and in Aurier, he's a great right back. So, I mean, yeah, but I can't see Aurier starting after the way Trippier has been playing. Like, I generally, think Trippier is one of the best right backs in the Premier League don't get me One wrong he, was, he was phenomenal in the World Cup he was one of England's best players but the reality is I don't think he's going to start game week one so are you going to put in a 6 million defender in game week one no of course you're not not, not for Trippier but for someone that's not you know you're not even certain he's not even going to start no no I think that's stupid isn't it? but that's that's where people like us and the FPL community are going to be ahead of the casuals because we know that Trippier is not going to start, and these stupid people are put like women. And well, you, you, know, you say that we're probably the ones making the mistakes, and these guys are like, "Oh, this guy looks no, interesting. He played well." I and they're sticking me. Can't see anyone. Someone, like, you know, they, st- they stick a Harry Maguire in, and uh, you know he moves to United in the summer and scores <laughs> a towering header past Leicester in the opening game of the season. So no, I can't see that happening. Uh, look, yeah, uh, if you're gonna have, if you want a Tottenham defender to start with Davis, like I think Davies is the one to go for, yeah. uh, and I put him in at the moment. So I, I changed my team quite like see tinker season, so we but, change it all the time. But do you want a Tottenham defender? I mean, so, so do, early well, on. this is the thing, right? So I was thinking I didn't want one. I didn't have any Tottenham players up until today, and then today I've now got Robertson, Van Arnhout, um Who else have I got? Uh, Coleman yeah. and um, Davies and Shaw. Yeah, so, so I've got with a You're solid five. You've got all these premium defenders plus Salah plus Aguero. Yeah. So are your other two strikers four and a half million <laughs> each or something? <laughs> I've got Arnie and then a four and a half. <laughs> okay. I've got Arnie and a four I'm trying and to half. wonder how you're fitting this all in under 100 million when I. I've got, got Arnie and a four and a half, and then I've got Martial. So Salah, Martial. Uh, Sane yeah. Delefeu at 5.5 yeah. and then Masuaka at 4.5 yeah I mean that seems like quite a balanced team not quite sure how you've managed that but uh, <laughs> but yeah no definitely um, so what we'll do guys we'll have a quick break and then we'll get back to talking to formations and premium defenders uh, before finishing off with some summer signings Welcome back, guys. Now, before we proceed on to our sort of final few sections, Sham has a message for you all. Don't you, Sham? <laughs> yeah. So, um, basically, obviously, as you know, this is our first pod, and uh, it's testing. And uh, what I didn't realise is 
it's recording the sounds from my phone in the background so you might have heard a few dings 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 uh, that is some text messages that I've been receiving so apologies for that um, <laughs> um, apologies for that um, we will make sure that doesn't happen in future episodes right okay let's get back to uh, fantasy football so, so we were talking about formations and premium defenders, weren't we? So I talked about my team, right? Yeah. Um, I've so just double-checked it. So I, I just double-checked it. So I've got, at the moment, I've got Edison in goal, uh, Van Arnhout, Shaw, Robertson and Davies, uh, Delefeu, Salah, Sane, Martial, uh, Arnie and Aguero, and on the bench I've got a 4.0 fodder, so Spironi, and then Cedric... Uh, Kamara at 4.5 and Masuaku. Um, it, it, I did change it quite a bit today because um, I was on the uh, FML FPL Slack and a lot of people were talking about um, having Davies and then I thought, oh, maybe I need another premium defender. So um, I put in I put in um, Davies in because I had um, Baines for a while. Then I switched to Col- Coleman. Um, or Goldman, and he's, he's called, uh, and uh, now switch back to Davies. But that's obviously going to change because it's Tinker season. So, so you've gone for four four two. Is that yeah. just because you sort of run out of funds because you had Salah in? So you <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I've gone for four four two because I think, um, and there were, again, I read some stats today that the defense is always so the the number of clean sheets at the beginning of the season is really high compared to like towards the middle and the end obviously the first few weeks are always really strong so that's why I decided to have four at the back to try and have solid um, four Uh, okay I've got Van Arnold in but you know what I think he's going to do really well this season and he started off and finished off the end of the season really well and he's scored two in pre-season already Um, so that's why I put Van Arnold but yeah I wanted to kind of have some strong defenders I could swap Van Arnold for Bayer really and go for double United defence if I wanted I did have that at one point Uh, but yeah that's the reason I went 4-4-2 yeah that's fair enough I've gone for a 3-4-3 again I have two premium defenders like you Shaw and Robertson I've got Tompkins I wouldn't say Shaw is premium well I mean in the sense that he's is a top 6 team that's what I mean you know I he for me, he's like saying Fossey Mensah's premium. Well, Fossey Mensah won't be starting. And, you know, <laughs> Shaw plays well and he keeps his place in the team. Then it's the equivalent of having, you know, if he's starting left back for United, that's the same as having a starting left back, you know, for any other top six team. Okay, granted, United are not as free scoring as someone like Liverpool or City, but still, you know, Shaw in Van Gaal's time pre-injury was fantastic, and if you can, you know reach uh, those sort of levels again then he'll be great for us um, I've got Salah in <laughs> all your nagging uh, you know how to put him back in fucking take him out then and then you'll well, get fucked the first well, you know uh, 50% ownership so I'm just protecting myself that's the only reason see I've gone Mares instead of Sane yeah He's... see I did have Mares in for a while and then I swapped to Sane see I uh, Mares has had a good few seasons and now it's playing at Leicester he's now moved to City and he's going to get so many more chances to score goals so many more chances to set up players you know City are a much stronger team for me you know he's 0.5 cheaper that's 0.5 I can use elsewhere so that's why I've gone for Mares. I've got Knockout and Fabregas that's my other midfielders um, again these two may be tweaked I've been changing these two for the last couple of days and that's part of the reason why I bought Salah in because there weren't two other players that I thought are oh, I must have these players um, so they may switch my front three has been pretty set pretty much from which I did my first team yeah, go on. Firmino yeah. Aguero and Zaha now Zaha is 7 million and I think that's great value he's going to be playing up top for Palace but do you know what? he's been playing on the wing I think he's going to play on the wing he's been playing Soloth up top well I think he'll be playing just behind him um, and even if Zaha's playing on the wing, he'll still create chances and he'll still be in the box, you know. But then you're, buying, you're paying £7 million for a winger who's classified as a striker. Whereas Arnie is playing as a number 11, you know, right at the yeah, top. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But no, I, do, I, 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 I think, I think Zaha, Zaha will have a good season. 
the only concern with Zaha is there's rumours that he wants to leave. Yeah. I don't think he will, but there are rumours there are. And if he joins someone like Spurs, you know, his uh, playing time could be compromised. So I've got him in at the moment. If he leaves Palace, it's likely he'll also leave my fantasy football team. Okay. Uh, unless he goes somewhere where he's got a guaranteed starting role. Well, if he's going to go somewhere like Germany, he's got to leave the fantasy football team. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, if he's leaving, I think he'll be going somewhere to another Premier League team, although he said he wants to play Champions League football, so that slightly limits his options. You know, can't go to a West Ham or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Firmino I've had from the start. He, I think he had a good season last season. I think he'll be better this season. Um, I don't think Salah will be as effective as he was so I think Mane and Firmino will have to step up and I think they both will I think the goals will be shared a lot more in the Liverpool team and I, I think they will score a lot of goals but I think it will be shared around the team um, and who so, you got on your bench? on my bench I, so I've got Yedlin yeah uh, so, but so, Newcastle's opening fixtures are terrible they are very tough and that's why he's on my bench but Newcastle but why are you someone like Cedric? Well, Cedric's 4.5 how much is Yedlin well I've got Cedric as well oh yeah so I've got Cedric and Yedlin um, and yeah you're right they're both 4.5 um, the thing is Newcastle may have tough fixtures but they are a very defensive team you know you, there's not much that gets past them especially with ba- uh, Rafa in charge uh, so that's what I have at the moment again this may still change before the start of the season I've got Fabianski as my um, reserve keeper at the moment I've got Patricio but obviously they've got that o- tough opening fixture against Everton so that needs to be considered and then uh, my fifth midfielder I've got Neves um, which I need to have a think about he had a very good season in the championship but he's too defensive he's a bit of a defensive midfielder so I need to sort of assess his FPL value um, it also depends who this I hate your team do you? <laughs> your team. But I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a better opening week than you. So <laughs> oh, it's not about how you start. It's not about how you start. I don't know. I, what's the defence again? Shaw, Tompkins, and Robertson. See, I think that's weak. But two of them are exactly the same as yours. So no, 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 it's the same as yours. <laughs> so if you're saying no, my I'm team saying, is weak. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> what saying, does that so I've team? got four at the back. Yeah. So I've got Van Arnholt, Shaw, Robertson, and Davies. I think. So, I, I, so you've got Davies in and Tottenham team that's so going to be Davies, depleted. So Davies can quite easily be swapped. Uh, so value wise, so Davies is six million. Yeah, so I could quite easily swap Davies to a Chelsea defender, Man U defender, Liverpool defender. You know, any side of the top six before the start of the season, which I might do. Um, yeah. I haven't decided yet. Um, I was thinking maybe Van Dijk as well could go double Liverpool or Bailly go double Manu, um, and then obviously I've got Edison in defense uh, in goal uh, and and I think and this is what I was talking about like when we talk about premium defenders uh, as a subject what I'm talking about is is there an argument to have at least three or four six million defenders rather than four and a half million because if you think about it, what six million defenders... So six million pounds is going to buy you what type of midfielder? Like, it's not going to get you much. You'll get 100 points, something like that, 120 points. Whereas a six million premium defender can get you 170, 160, at least 160 points. And then that's the argument for me. And that's... Uh, you know, so that's a fair point. And I think it, it is definitely a strategy which I'm going to be trying out. I'm definitely going to be having more premium defenders. Previous, I've always gone for cheaper defenders, and that's where I think it's cost me in the end. You know, I've had a good midfielder, a good attack, but you know, I've been competing against people that have had Alonso and Aspilicueta at the back, and you know, some weeks these people have been captaining them when you know they've been scoring 15 points. Yeah. Um, and I've had you know a, a midfielder or a striker that's scoring your you know your bog standard just your six. So you know, every week they're getting you know. A greater lead, so I'm even considering five at the back and going five three two. Actually, I think five or too five much. four one. I think five too much, especially with all the uncertainty at the start of the season. We don't know how teams are performing. I think you need to have a balance. Um, I think I could un- I could make a case for four, but I think five's too much, um, and I'd probably still stick with three, um, just because I think you know how many clean shoots can you really see? Uh, what's your middle again? 
So I've got Salah, Mares, Fabregas, and Knockout. Right, so you take Knockout, yeah? How much is he? Six? Yeah, he is Can six. You... No, he's 5.5. Right, okay. Can you see Knockout outscoring Van Arnholt? Because I can't. Yeah, it's that or, or Coleman, or Baines, or Bailly. I think that's the argument there, is going, right, who, you know, who from my midfield, why am I starting knockout when I can start Bailly? Yeah, no, that's... that's Something like that, do you know what I mean? Well, right? not Bailly, I mean, Bailly doesn't score many goals <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, he's, but it's not, it's getting, it's back in your clean sheets. Well, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, Smalling, for example. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing with United is, until the transfer window is closed, we don't know who's going to be coming in. And Mourinho's already said today that he wants two additional players, one of which you imagine is going to be a centre-back. So I believe it's going to be Alderweireld or Maguire. Yeah. Uh, so those two would have to be considerations. I think Alderweireld's already quite expensive, but if Maguire's moving over to United at 5.5... Is he going? Well, I mean, he's one of the names that have been rumoured, so you know, but Leicester want £50 million for him. And Jesus. don't get me wrong, he had a great World Cup, but... If it's fifty million for him or sixty for Alderweireld, I don't yeah. know. Maguire's a little bit younger, but for me, there's no, you know, I think English players are so overpriced. Um, yeah, he's good bringing the ball out from the back, but for me, it'd be it'd be an easy choice. It'd be Alderweireld every time. So I think formations wise, so it, it, you know, for me, if you've got Salah in, I'm thinking you have a decent goalie, you have. Three solid premium defenders. Yeah, by premium I'm talking five and a half. Yeah, plus yeah. three premium three uh, five and a half. Then maybe two four point fives or a four point five and a five. Yeah. Yep. So either you go for a rotating pair of four point five. So you go somewhere like Cedric and possibly a West Ham defender or someone like that where they can rotate quite well because I think Southampton and West Ham rotate quite well the first four or five games. Um, so you have two 4.5s that rotating, so you're starting with four. Then you go with Salah, obviously. Um, and then a premium midfielder like Sane or Mares or mm -hmm. Ericsson or someone like that. Um, a mid-price midfielder like Martial or Sigurdsson. But or... just one thing there, I mean, would we classify a Sane or Mares? as a premium midfielder because I would say over 10 is a premium no, midfielder no I would class him as a premium midfielder I'd class him I'd, I'd class anything over 9 9.5 as premium I would say ok and then you've got mid price have one mid price like a Martial or a Sigurdsson possibly a gross yeah I know mm -hmm. Brighton's fixtures I don't think they're great to start off with um, but someone like a gross and then two um, budget midfielders between 4.5 and 5.5 uh, you know I really like the look of Delefeli I think w Watford's fixtures are quite good yeah um, is he 5.5 he's 5.5 yeah yeah um, or yeah someone, so like Delefeli and then maybe like then a 4.5 bench prod or so, someone that's playing I know I've got Masuaka at the moment but he's probably not going to play and he'll probably won't be in my team to start off with but I've just got in there as a placeholder and then you've got up front, you've got uh, an 11 million premium, so that can be an Abamyang or an Aguero, um, and then a 7 million, like a, a Zaha, Tosin, Arnie. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I think, formation wise, is quite good. And you got, you know, you can go 4 4 2, or you can go 5 3 2, you can go, if you want, you can go, yeah, and that, yeah, 5 4 1, 5 3 2. Four, you could go four four two as well with that yeah. as a combination. Yeah, um, no, I think you've raised some valid points, and I definitely want to be having some premium defenders in there. Um, it's always difficult to strike that balance, um, but no doubt I'll be revisiting my team. Well, it's tinker season. You can do well, that's right, the thing, you know. Now it's time to be playing around with with players, formations, uh, getting it right because you know. If Now's the time you can make those, uh, you know, those potentially those take those risks, and then you know you've got your wild card to, which you can use pretty early on. Um, but yeah, so I think that's formations pretty much covered. Should we look at summer signings and transfer market? I mean, yeah, so we'll, we'll go on to summer signings, transfer market. So 
I guess um, so. The big ones. What have we had? We've had Jorginho. Jorginho to Chelsea. Liverpool strengthened the midfield with Cater. They're looking strong. I know you mentioned them already at the beginning of the pod, but they're I think they're looking, looking, they're looking, looking very deep. strong. And I would expect them to hit the ground running, as I said, because the World Cup hasn't impacted them as much as it has United, City and Tottenham. Um, and, you know, they don't have a new manager to contend with, which Arsenal and Chelsea do. So they are the team that I would expect to hit the ground running. Um, so that's why I said you've got to have your quota of three Liverpool players, without a doubt. Is there, um, is there anyone from the summer signings that you really like the look of? Are we talking just FPL-wise? No, no, just in terms of in general. Well, I mean, I think Everton, with the new manager, you know, if they get Richarlison, yeah. I think, depending on how much he's going to be, is he valued at? 6.5. 6.5. I think he's definitely got to be a consideration. Um, Jorginho... He's very good player. Field. It's a very good player, but not fantasy football. He's, no, uh, no. you know, he'll probably sit alongside Kante. Um, United will be an interesting one. Uh, Fred is he defensive as well? Well, he'll he'll sit probably on the right of a three-man midfield. So you have Matic holding Pogba to the left and Fred to the right. Um, gives but, Pogba a bit. Of a well, he'll right give now. license. So Pogba's definitely the one to consider. Eight point eight eight point zero. He's definitely a consideration, and you know, if there wasn't a World Cup and you know France had gone out and not the group stages, he would have been one of the first names in my team sheet. You know, I know he's had his issues with Mourinho, but I think he he's going to have a great season, especially if Mourinho can free those shackles. Um, United, if they sign someone like Alderweireld or Maguire, they'd probably definitely be a consideration. But if you're asking me to name one player that we should all consider if this transfer goes through, Casper Schmeichel. Oh, definitely. Oh, I think he's going to be... His ownership level will be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He, he will be... I don't think there's any point looking at a goalkeeper's position because yeah. he'll be on everyone's team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's five million. Yeah. Uh, to get a five million keeper who'd be starting for... Chelsea. You know, Chelsea, a top six team. You know, rarely do you get gems like that. You know, whether this goes through or not, well, let's see what happens with Courtois. The thing is, they bought... Um, Leicester bought Ward, didn't they, for like twelve yeah, million? Yeah, so I mean, so it, you'd think that he's getting. Yeah. Why would they buy him if for twelve well, million? Well, yeah, I mean, it could very well happen, and I think it does. If it does, then you know, I'll definitely have Schmeichel as my keeper. I think everyone, uh, <laughs> everyone will. But the, the one thing you do need to consider is that Sarri is quite an attack-minded manager. Yeah. So I mean, we've always known Chelsea to be defensively solid, but. His Napoli side, I mean, I don't know if you saw their games against City in the Champions League, but they had a right go against City. Mm. Um, so it's just how he adapts to the Premier League uh, and how he sets his team out. But for me, that would be the one summer signing which everyone should consider. Um, we, we, we can't talk about summer signings without talking about my clock, can we? I think we've undoubtedly had the best signings of the summer. Don't really? you think? <laughs> you've got, uh, so you've got um, Anderson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's a yep. good player. Yarmolenko. Yep, two good players. Uh, Fredericks, who's a right back from Fulham. Yeah, um, he's a great player. I think just in them three, uh, you, okay. should, you should just escape relegation, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, just in them three, I think you know Fredericks would be a great asset. I, I don't think he's. I think he's too much for FPL. 5 million. You've got Diop, 4.5. I really like the look of him. He's young. He's only 21, like 6 foot 4 or something. Yeah. Um, and he'll definitely be there for headers. Um, and I think he could be a, a good signing to have, depending on how West Ham start. Again, he could goes quite well with Cedric in terms of rotation-wise. Um, but I think we're going to be a massive force to reckon with this season. Um I don't know if we'll have, we might have an Everton. You know, Everton did this last season, didn't they? They spent something like 100 yeah. million at the beginning of the season and they flopped. Yeah, there's no. Um, you know, so, but then you've got Pellegrini. Pellegrini's experience. He's a great manager. He's a great manager. Very attacking. He's an attack minded manager, but, you know, he's managed players like your Kevin De Bruyne's. And, you know, Marco Netovic doesn't quite compare. He's not quite in the same league, so you don't know how he's going to. 
he's going to do with West Ham. But no, you do raise an interesting point. You have spent a lot of money and you have made some good signings. And, you know, outside of the top six, we are definitely looking at teams that like Everton, West Ham, Watford, if they continue signing the rest of the Portuguese squad. Uh, Wolves, I mean. Uh, sorry, Wolves. Um, as potentially being teams that, you know... So, more... t- talking of, like, promoter clubs, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, we'll include that, in, I guess, in the summer signing section because they're new to us. Yeah. Any players that you like from the promoter clubs? Well, I mean, if you look at Fulham, obviously, Sessegnon's always been a consideration. You know, he had a great season in the Championship. He was their star player, but... The reality is we don't know how he's going to adapt to the Premier League. Yeah. Um, and I think he's at, is he at 7? 6.5. 6.5. Yeah, with. I think I would probably give it a few weeks to see how he's performing. Obviously, if he starts playing you know, the way he did in the Championship, um, he would certainly be a consideration. Um, I mean, I think that's the Fulham player for me. Um, in terms of... Did you have, uh, I like Jota. Yeah, Jota, but again, he's six and a half as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but so. do, you, do you know what, though? I think the difference between Jota uh, and Sessegnon is Sessegnon is uh, <clears throat> a left-back turned left wing. Yeah, yeah. he's playing left midfield, left wing. Um, and he's classed as a midfielder, whereas Jota apparently is a striker and plays up top. Right, OK. And he's been playing as an up top, you know, last season, and he's classified as a midfielder. I think that's where the value is. The only thing is I don't know how they're going to start beginning the season. I did have Jota in at the beginning instead of Martial, and then I switched to Martial. But, um, again, I was thinking, well, you use don't... that wild card to then make that decision. Don't know how he's going to adapt to... Yeah, adapt. it also depends on their signing. The problem is it's so early on in the summer, you know, pre-season has only just started, so we don't know who these clubs are going to be signing. And if they're also making two or three transfers each, you know, game time could be compromised for some of these individuals um, I think a big thing compared to seasons in the past and I think this is a massive difference for us as FPL players is the transfer window closes on the Thursday yeah. and the season starts on the Friday yeah. um, whereas every season before it's kind of been end yeah. of August isn't it and that's that's a massive that's thing huge. for us that's a huge, huge thing um, with regards and that's another reason where we talk about the early wild card that's another reason where you've got that argument to do it, whereas in seasons past, you might have wanted to wait to see how the players adapt with mm-hmm. the new league, and because, you, you know, the transfer window kind of closed, cl- used to close at the end of August, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So you might want to see how they played, whereas from now, they'll be playing from the beginning of the season or the second week or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, I think with the uh, transfer window closing earlier, the effects of the World Cup, I think, you know, you've got to be prepared to be using your wild card pretty early on. Um, so I gives that gives you scope to essentially take a bit of a gamble. You know, if you can get a fifty, a hundred point lead in your mini league in the first few game weeks, fifty or hundred points. Well, you never know. You know, if you get get the right players in, you know, you get a. Uh, oh, I don't know. I was going to say a Robertson, but I think he'd be in quite a lot of teams. But actually, his, his ownership is. I believe, or something? No, it's all at sixteen percent. Okay, it's not. I think it'll be higher. Which that you know, you know, someone's got Trippier and you got Robertson, and Robertson gets a goal <laughs> and a hat trick. You've yeah. captained him. Then, yeah, are you really going to captain Robertson? Though? That's the thing. Well, I mean, I captain Baines a few seasons ago. <laughs> I mean, granted, he got a yellow card and conceded more goals than any normal defender should but uh, yeah I mean there's always that temptation there with um, an attack minded defender particularly if you don't have a Salah um, or an Aguero is not firing yeah cool anything else on summer signings I think at this stage it's still early days we will no doubt revisit summer signings uh, when there's been a bit of movement um, so next week, yes. Uh, what, what do you want to talk about next week? So maybe go into a bit more detail about players. Yeah, I mean next week you can bring the Nando's round, <laughs> and uh, we can you know we can assess any movements. Um, we can go into a bit more detail on other areas which you know we may have only scratched the surface or we didn't quite cover. And also, you know, if our listeners, if they want us to cover any topics, 
Uh, I know this is still probably all very new and it's probably just maybe your mum and dad, my mum and dad are listening <laughs> to this. But, you know, if our parents want us to cover any topics, then they're more than willing to do so. Um, but um, aside from that... Um, thanks for listening, guys. Um, you can catch us on Twitter. Um, I th- I'm still setting it all up, so I think it's the handle that I've got at the moment is at FPL, two guys, one cup. Um, and I'll make sure you get that right guys that's two guys one cup <laughs> not the other variant which you guys are thinking about um, so I'll be yeah I appreciate any retweets and stuff again it's just we've just started so I appreciate uh, any coverage for us uh, if you can uh, share it with your friends and family etc anyone that listens to FPL um, so thanks for listening okay, cool. Uh, uh, have a great week and we will catch up with you next week cool thanks for listening guys